when's the last time you were able to network with your peers in the healthcare industry? Well, now is your chance. Join us this April with over a thousand executives at Becker's 13th annual meeting to hear C-suite discussions around consumerism, the nursing workforce, value-based care, and a lot more. You can register using the link in the description. We hope to see you there. Welcome everyone to another Becker's Healthcare podcast. I'm Mariah Muhammad with Becker's Healthcare. I'm thrilled to have joined with me today, Dennis Delisle, Executive Director of University Hospital at The Ohio State University. Dennis, it's so nice to talk with you today. How are you? Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be here. Yes, I am so excited, especially since I just graduated from Ohio State. <laughs> so, awesome. um, yes, well, to begin, would you mind introducing yourself and telling us a bit about your background? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I I joined Ohio State in May of 2020, and I'll talk a little bit about what I do in my current role. But uh, prior to joining uh, the team in Columbus, I spent uh, the better part of 10 years in Philadelphia with a large system called Jefferson Health. And in my time there, I had a variety of different roles as the system grew from three hospitals to over 18 in that uh, time period. And I did a variety of things, including leading a performance excellence program where we leveraged things like Lean, Six Sigma, change management to drive our three-year plan through our one-year operating plan. And actually through that work, I was given an opportunity to then transition uh, into a role to lead our epic big bang across our hospitals and clinics, which was an incredible learning opportunity, an incredible project to be a part of. Uh, And I was able to leverage that experience as well, moving back into operations and serving in a role as uh, an administrative leader for our community hospital and our South Philly market, where we could work on our system strategy at the community level for connecting the dots with primary care, our ambulatory clinics, as well as our acute care services and our community partnerships. So I learned a tremendous amount as I was in the Philadelphia market, made uh, great friends, great colleagues that I still connect with today. And I was able to move into an opportunity at Ohio State really at the beginning of the pandemic, which was a challenging and interesting time to leave one organization to join another. Uh, What I did uh, in joining Ohio State was took uh, an administrative role to oversee the university hospital, which is our a tertiary quaternary academic medical center. And in January of last year, I also uh, took administrative responsibility over our heart and vascular specialty hospital, which is also an academic uh, facility as well. So I serve as a role where I am connecting the dots with our partners in ambulatory, our colleagues within our College of Medicine and other colleges across the university, as well as the other hospitals within our seven hospital system to ensure we're thinking about right patient, right location, how do we organize and streamline operations and create good alignment of leadership roles, responsibilities as we continue to grow as a system. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that background. Now, with all of your experience um, and what you're doing right now in your career field, what are the biggest issues you're following in healthcare headed into this new year? Great question. I think there are two major things that are top of mind for me, and you'll hear this more as we continue talking. The first is the workforce, and I don't think that's a surprise for anybody. When I think of workforce, I think of the problem and challenges we have today, which is we can't materialize more people to hire. So that changes the way we have to think about labor, the way we have to think about skill mix, for example, on a nursing unit, and importantly, how we think about the pipeline of the future. How are we attracting those, whether it's in middle school, 
high school, community colleges? How do we engage people in thinking about careers in healthcare? And that's not just as a clinician. A, a health system will offer pretty much any job you can imagine, whether it's through marketing, legal, security, IT, finance, et cetera, in addition to clinical roles. So how do we think about building that pipeline? How do we think about different ways of providing high-level care with a skill mix that might be different where we don't have enough nurses in the workforce? How do we think differently about providing care that maintains this level of quality and safety but might look a little different meeting the needs in our reality of today? I think also the second thing I would say that I'm, I'm looking at uh, as we're planning for uh, this upcoming calendar year, what are the trends both from a consumer perspective as well as within our community and our market that helps us inform when we think about the distribution of services within our system, what happens in an ambulatory surgery center versus what happens in a facility like uh, the academic medical center of uh, the surgeries, endoscopy, what is an inpatient stay versus an outpatient clinic visit, and really trying to uh, anticipate where we need to continue to invest as a larger system and understand what is the role of each of the component parts, whether it's the university hospital, uh, ambulatory clinics, ambulatory surgery centers, or wherever it might be. So how do we make sure that we have an understanding of where our community is going, what are the patterns of our consumers, the payers, so we can continue to evolve as a system and as best we can stay a step ahead of what those trends might be? Absolutely. Yeah, all of those are so important and they're important aspects to healthcare today. And like you said, looking at the consumer's point of view for their healthcare experience, it's also becoming becoming increasingly popular as I talk to healthcare professionals like yourself. Um, and the next thing I wanted to ask you is, what are you most excited about and what makes you nervous? This is a great question. And my answer is going to be very connected to both what I talked about in the previous question, as well as embedded within what makes me excited and nervous um, with this particular question. So we have the opportunity at Ohio State, we are building uh, what will be the 10th largest building in Columbus. It's an 820 bed new facility that's going to be an expansion of the university hospital. And this really for the organization is an investment in the community and in the state. We are the only regional academic medical center. And this gives us the ability to continue to provide and expand the tertiary quaternary services and other offerings that we can provide and support of our communities. The challenge becomes this will open in the spring of 2026. So if you're keeping track, we have probably less than a thousand days to when this may open. And the challenge becomes just as our challenge today is, how do we have the workforce of the future? How do we build the pipelines? Because we know we have a staffing gap today. We know we will have a lot of recruitment needs in the future as we open and expand into this new facility. So the pipeline becomes something that is critically important. And I would say I'm excited about the potential of this new building. I'm concerned about our reality of how do you build the right pipeline so we can recruit, staff, and operationalize this building as we move forward. I think what's also important is very similar to when you are going down a journey for an EHR. 
the idea of converting to a new EHR platform is really the beginning of your next chapter. That is not the end of the story. That is not the destination. And I look at a new building in the same way. I don't think the new building is the destination. It's not the end of our story, but rather it's the beginning of the new chapter. And important along our journey is that we arrive as it relates to our clinical outcomes, our operational efficiency, the development of our talent and succession plans, that we are arriving before those doors open. Because that new building can be a reflection of the great work that we do within those walls, but absent of all that great work we need to do now through the next three to four years, that building is not going to change who we are. It may give us the ability to do more services, to leverage more technology. However, it's important for us to transform as we lead into that building. And what that means is we have a lot of opportunity to challenge the status quo of how it's always been done, to ask different questions about, again, what is that future of the workforce? And are there things that we can trial and pilot now, fail and learn from? So as we move forward into the future, we can really think about highest and best use of resources, appropriate uh, workflows, and the way we're thinking about how we operationalize the space. So I think it's very exciting. It's very nerve-wracking as well, but I think that's part of the fun of these types of jobs is these are big and difficult challenges to explore. And I'm looking forward to partnering with our teams as well as for uh, those of you in the industry. You know, we always learn as we go to different conferences from others, and I look forward to uh, continuing to engage in this discussion as we move forward over the coming years. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that information. And while you were talking about, you know, these projects that are coming up in the near future and collaborating with your team to get them done and all this, um, all these other things, for you, what will the most effective healthcare leaders need in order to be successful in the next two to three years or so? Great question. I think the first thing that I would highlight has to be around people and culture. And what I would say is I think the COVID experience, at least for me personally, and, and certainly what I've seen in my professional career, COVID has created this space for people to begin talking more about what it means to be human, what it means to be vulnerable. Uh, COVID has impacted us not just in our profession as, as clinical uh, delivery organizations, as those who are on the front lines, but rather this has also impacted us from a friend and family perspective, or even as a person, you know, if you have been uh, impacted by COVID. And I think what is important is for us to hang on to that humanness and to lean into that. And I think culture, especially when you think about the challenges of a workforce, retaining your talent is essential. Attracting and retaining new talent is critical as well. And I think a focus on what is that culture dynamic that is going to foster how you engage people, how you retain them and fulfill them so they're doing meaningful, purposeful work. That to me is first and foremost what needs to happen. I think that investment in building a team-based culture where you accomplish things with and through others is going to be essential and a differentiator as people continue, continue to have the leverage of where they wanna work when you have the ability to choose where you want to work because it is definitely a market for the employee versus the employer, culture becomes a really significant differentiator. 
And I, and I believe as a leader, when you invest in your people and you invest in building the right team-based culture, all of the, all the metrics that matter will follow quality, safety, operational efficiency, and importantly, your finances as well. I think for another uh, component that I think leaders really need to focus on to be successful in the next two to three years is having a balanced approach towards how you think about strategic investments and where you're trying to grow. And that might be the alignment of services, clinical programs, your capital dollars, the equipment, the labor, other resources that you're going to invest in your organization. I think smart growth is essential, really understanding your market, understanding your competitors, understanding what are the things that you can lean into that you can continue to strengthen, or what gaps and opportunities can you either partner, joint venture, or close those gaps internally by building some competency. But I think what's going to be really important is differentiating a general approach of let's keep everybody generally happy and let's really focus on strategic differentiators that are going to enable the organization to grow in the right way and then continue to reinvest those resources back into the organization for ongoing growth and development of people and programs. I would say the last piece, again, aligned to the previous two, would be this idea of systemness. If you work within a system, how do you leverage the components within a system so it is integrated, not disparate pieces, hospitals, clinics, uh, post-acute operations, but rather how do you operate and view the system as a whole and help drive patients towards that right setting at the right time with the right level of cost and resource expenditure? And that obviously is going to help us align with payers. It's going to help us align with employers as we continue to evolve in the market. So importantly, understanding what is the role of each of these different assets within your system, different hospitals, different types of clinics, different types of ambulatory surgery centers. How do you make sure you can align uh, your investments, your capital, your people in a way that enables the system as a whole to grow, which may sometimes mean certain components of the system get divested or maintained where other areas get a disproportionate amount of focus, investment, et cetera. But I think that's really important when you think of over the next two to three years, culture as an underlying foundation are people first. It's people caring for people is what healthcare is. Having a good balance of where we think we need to grow and that view of systemness so we're not losing sight of what is the benefit of the whole versus let's sub-optimize each particular team, each particular asset or business unit that we might have. I would say those, those probably encapsulate the, the three things I would recommend um, we focus on as we continue moving forward as leaders in healthcare. Absolutely. Thank you so much for those final thoughts, Dennis. That is all I have for you today. This has been an amazing discussion. I really want to thank you so much for coming on Becker's Healthcare, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Always great talking to a Buckeye. I appreciate it. I hope you have a wonderful yes. start to the new year, and go Bucks. All right, go Bucks.